Welcome all, welcome all once again. Once again, I am your host, Sully, and I'm here for another quick mini-sode on a very key yet very prompt and well-delivered uh, addicting TV show that I can't get enough of, and so I'm going to drop by and recommend it to the rest of you. So ABC has recently aired a show I've been looking forward to, and it's so far paying off really really tremendously well i can't believe it's on network tv and it's just this edgy uh essentially uh just it's another journalism thriller and just once again a mixture of whistleblowing indigenous uh people uh you know being wronged as well as just people combating personal demons it's like a mixture of everything from the newsroom to Sydney LeMay's network to uh, almost kind of a throwback to one of its stars original movies insomnia just showing a stranger in a strange land so to speak it's a great comeback role for Hilary Swank you might know her as the award-winning actress behind blockbuster movies like Boys Don't Cry and Million Dollar Baby and she's just been kind of on the low and recent years just taking a break from acting helping out with personal family matters and it's just great to see her back she's done like a few different movie cameos and uh brief uh streaming uh shows and this was another big pet project of hers that she teamed up with for uh actor turned director tom mccarthy who you guys might know for doing the best picture winner uh spotlight as well as other beloved indie fair like the addicting comedy uh the station agent now here is just a usual list of suspects it's just uh a bunch of other newcomers as well as semi-known character actors who i haven't seen in a minute but here they are and hillary swank plays uh disgraced reporter eileen fitzgerald who basically she was top of the line she was politically incorrect she just wasn't having it with anybody she's always just telling them you know butt out let me get this fucking you know message to air and after questioning a military conspiracy she basically gets canceled like they don't even lie about it. they're like she even calls a few people saying hey what is all this woke culture you know and it's all intriguing like you just know that all the dialogue is very sensible what it's discussing talking about and much like abc's other hit show a million little things they do have a disclaimer at the end just showing hey to get in touch and report indigenous uh people's deaths uh you know call this hotline so it is cool to see a cool message coming from this show this very progressive show uh, but yeah, no, how does she get involved with reporting indigenous women who have been kidnapped or murdered? Uh, she gets a phone call from a lacking uh, Alaska news agency run by Jeff Perry. Now, you might know him from a few different movies and shows. He's perhaps best known for uh, campy fair like Nash Bridges, where he was playing the beret wearing uh, inspector on that fun show uh it's it's cool to see that he can actually pull off a dramatic role here instead of be just dumb or goofy uh, there's a bunch of other newcomers here like grace dove and amy park who play some indigenous reporters meredith halsman and pablo castel balanco and craig frank are some of the newcomers 
a by the book uh, reporter who's on here is portrayed by Matt Malloy, who you might know from Neil Labute's and the Company of Men, as well as various David Mamet movies and shows and recurring roles on Alpha House and Six Feet Under. So once again, just so many just great, great juicy pieces here. And I didn't even see the trailer. I just kept seeing billboard ads for it. And I just knew instantly it's like, okay, when's that coming to Hulu? Okay, it's already on there. Burr, boom. I uh, just cannot get enough of it. If they do not continue this, then, you know, there is no justice for any TV. It's just, there's so much other just shit on the air that I wonder why anyone even watches it other than just people being cute or just lowest common denominator reality TV trash. And this is a great mix. Uh, you know, some critics don't like this, others do, but overall it's, you know, again, this would make so many just playwright turned actors happy. This would make Elia Kazan happy. It's, it's dynamite dialogue and it's not too clever for its own good or trying to do knockoffs of David E. Kelly or, Aaron Sorkin, who, by the way, I do admire in their own right, but I'm just saying it does, it feels like its own voice. It doesn't feel like it's trying to be too cool for school or jump on a pre existing bandwagon. Like, for instance, when you see a new sci fi fantasy show, it, it would get annoying when it was just the billionth show trying too hard to be like the X Files or Stranger Things. You know what I mean? So it's the same deal here where it's journalism and political conspiracy, as well as and indigenous uh, people in uh, Alaska uh, showcase. And it's just so cool seeing Swank just show how she's ready to adapt. She's ready to take the lead. She can't bend the rules anymore like she did at her high-profile New York job. And despite, I think she claimed at the beginning, she'd done about 15 years of journalism, and you know five of them were basically just trying to find other side gigs and barreling in by. She's miserable. She has occasional panic attacks. She's got a stalker. who, And so that's a cool, compelling case. Is like, how is she going to get over this uh, uh, incidents that continually compromise her own health? Uh, is she going to play ball? And I like how all the other reporters, they got some juice and spice, regardless of how much screen time they have each episode, they got their own persona. They got their own set of rules and way on how they report stories. And it's not too cool for school. It is not where it's like, they just go on out and just knock on every door. And some of them tread lightly and some of them are a little more blunt and misstep and they pay the price, but it's, it's all differentiated very well. Uh, and so if you're just looking for just an addicting Netflix show or even a typical uh, edgy, uh, you know, law and order type show, it'll appeal to any kind of crowd, really. I uh, I saw some people even in a few Facebook groups uh, like The Old Man or Bosch, you know, big giant streaming shows, uh, even recommending it because they were just looking for a similar show. And it it, it may it pulls it does not hold back. It does not. It, it pulls all the punches. It wipes the floor after a while and it's taking a break currently and it's going to return in the remainder of this year. But, you know, this, this uh, there's enough juice in here for at least five more seasons. It really is compelling to watch. It's just so cool to know that ABC can air something like this as opposed to have garbage like, you know, Grey's Anatomy or just some other just soapy drama or game show. Or even just a talk show, you know, it's like, I want something else to watch besides just, you know, Jimmy Kimmel or uh, just a random, you know, contestant show, you know, and 
I think post blackish and post um just I mean little things they're what they're ready to take some uh risks you know once again and I, I do like just seeing this reporter character you know she went from New York to a lower level Alaska job and you know instantly she's going to take it because she does like reporting these stories uh there's a suspicious police chief of course when is there not uh and uh, last I checked, uh, let, let's check. Was it actually filmed there? Okay, well, it's, yeah, it filmed in parts of both Canada, you know, British Columbia, as well as Alaska, actually in the Anchorage where they claim. And altogether, you know, it's just, again, you know, it's not unorganized. It is very uh, compelling. And there's some good directors and writers attached to it um uh patricia riojin who did the very compelling uh under the same moon uh you know is helming this clark johnson you might know for his work on the wire and the shield you know directed an episode and tom mccarthy's the again you know the creator and the main writer uh, there's some other people uh uh, you know, who have done book adaptations, Gabriel Sherman, you know, the author of the Roger Isles bio, The Loudest Voice in the Room, uh, Liz Trusillo, who, you know, has done everything from uh, just various comedies and everything and uh, acted is also here. And there's just a bunch of other uh, newcomers who are just showing their faces. And I'm just like, see, this is what you gotta do. You gotta just... Uh, let everybody just play with their own devices instead of just you know worry about the money and just finding a famous face who's overused and yeah um it, it was apparently inspired by an article called lawless sexual violence in alaska according to a 2019 anchorage daily news report and uh, uh the actual daily news uh, site agreed to work with the show's reporters uh, and uh, that's why uh, some of the head writers of that are created as producers so it is not a dramatization it's just again you know inspired but hey you know that's all dandy and it's got some decent reviews I think it's gonna be an easy growing crowd pleaser for many uh, a lot of the snobby reviews I'm seeing so far seem to just be just people with just no sense of imagination or suspension of dis any kind of disbelief. The, they'll accept Michael Myers coming back to life for the time in Halloween or whatever plot twists, you know, happens in the billionth, you know, Marvel uh, or DC movie. But, uh, you yeah, know, we, 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 how dare we, you know, suspend belief on a just sharply edited well-staged, dynamic ensemble cast, uh, progressive storyline, uh, so many gimmicks that pay off, and then, again, just sharp characterization that is compelling. I, I can't get enough. I'm thinking about it moments after seeing it, and it's not because it got too cute for its own good. It's not because, oh, that was shocking. Whoa, what's happening next? It's like, no, it's really trying to ratchet up some tension here. And just uh, look into just what 
goes on in this scenario and make it as plausible as they can. Obviously, again, you know, there's going to be some stuff that, uh, you know, maybe gets wrapped up a little too nicely, but I, can't, I would hardly call it formulaic, you know, where it's going to add, start and in the exact same way each and every time. So, no, I, uh, this, this show gets all the cookies <laughs> that it's asking for. Uh, it, it gets to keep them nice and quietly in its cookie jar and, uh, you know, it's well-earned, it's well-merited. If there's no awards for this, then whatever, you know, uh, uh, I just hope the ratings deliver and, you know, people don't watch it just cause, Hey, I like the actors It's like, yeah, they're great. Both the knowns and unknowns, but you know, it's so hard for people to just kind of take a risk with a new gimmick. And I can't remember the last time there was actually on network TV, mind you, a show about reporters. Usually they're just a subplot, much like a lawyer or a cop or a, you know, evil boyfriend or girlfriend or ex-con, you know, or drug dealer, you know, they're not always shown in a good light. They're not always shown in a light where you can say, you know, I can see something happening like that. And I like how, again, you know, they're just showing non-like-minded individuals trying to, you know, uh, get along in the workplace as well as, you know, follow trails and sh actually show what's on their computer screen, not just magically, hey, you know, we're complaining in one minute and then lo and behold, we got answers the next day, you know, it's like, it's not like that. And, you know, it makes sense why many of these people, you know, chose this show. It's really, 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 really juicy. And I think it's just rare because so many other people just want to do something, you know, in a world where now we're doing shows where, you know, a famous actor gets paid a bunch and no one else gets paid much of anything except the, you know, generic, uh, you know, 200, 400 for the day. It's just nice to see a change of pace. Yes, there's a famous, you know, movie star on a network or cable TV show, but it's more to it than that. It's not just that they signed up for this. It's also compelling and just organized. You know, I, that's all I really asked for. Went just organize your vision because so many other shows will be great and then just spiral out of control. They'll want to get shocking. They'll want to just add a few other plot twists. They'll even want to add a subplot where you're just like, what the hell does this got to do with the rest of the shit that's happening? No, don't do that. And once again, you know, if you just like, again, just an atypical format with, again, just snappy material and engaging uh, just scenes, you, there's no shortage here. So please sign up now. You know, I don't know if you listening to Hulu, or if you're just watching on cable TV, or through your third party memes, don't, don't lie, everyone's got that. But, you know, just sign up for this train, you know, get get your first ticket out, you, you will not regret it. Uh, it's just hard to recommend, I get it, because, you know, so many people have been let down, or just wondered why I just certain shows just are not interesting and all i can say is just give it a chance really give it a chance and uh thank you for uh hearing me out on this so uh, i hope you enjoyed this i hope 
you enjoy the show and uh please leave us a review or let us know how we're doing and even make requests on what you'd like to see reviewed on the podcast itself but that's all for now folks and take care we'll return after these messages do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between goku and superman Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always am I the winner. (laughs) Yeah, not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America vs. Darth Vader, Solid Snake vs. the Iron Giant, classic matchups like Robocop vs. Terminator, and even the Muppets vs. Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com. We let things pile up in the DVR. We add them to our queues. We wait for the DVDs and Blu-rays. We time shift. The Time Shifters podcast. Sci-fi, horror, fantasy, superheroes, comedy, action, film, television, maybe some not-so-current events. Find us on iTunes or at timeshifterspodcast.com. Cool thing about Blind Knowledge is we are in multiple countries. We are worldwide all across the globe. We are in the U.S. We are in the U.K. We are in Canada, Germany, India, Japan. We're in Australia, y'all. Blindknowledge.com. Now back to the feature presentation. Dragon Ball Z, One Piece, Naruto, all things that we love, all manga that were originally published in the legendary magazine Weekly Shonen Jump. But not every series can run for 300 chapters and have a hit anime. This is David. This is Jordan. We're the hosts of Shonen Flop. Each episode, we look at manga that ran and jumped that didn't quite make it. We discuss what it did wrong, what it did right, how the series could have turned itself around, and ultimately, was it a flop or not? Run all your favorite podcast apps, and you can find us at shonenflop.com. Keep on flopping, floppers. Follow us on the web on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The podcast is available on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Apple, and anywhere else podcasts are available. Feel free to review our show and leave comments on any of those sites. Thanks a million for listening. It's a jacked up.